You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access Post Game Show. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. I'm joined alongside Tim live in Green Bay. We got Jacob from the Packernet Fantasy Podcast. And the Packers drop another tough one to the Denver Broncos, 19 to 17, out at uh Empower Stadium at Mile, no, Empower Field at Mile High Stadium, I think is what it's called now. So they're out there paying bills, you know, changing the name and all that good stuff. But Guys, that was a tough one. Um, Packers offense, to the best of my knowledge, was shut out in the first half and uh, held the Broncos to nine points in the first half. Of course, come out in the second half, like all season long, the Packers get a little bit hot, you know, end up scoring 17 points, but come up short 19 to 17. Let's go around the horn real quick. I'll put everybody in their normal spot here. Bang. Uh, initial thoughts on the game. We're going to dive into the stats. We're probably going to get a little bit of soundbite from uh, your favorite head coach, Matt LaFleur, as he talks about we should have got Aaron Jones the ball more. But what do you think, Jacob? How are we feeling now? Um, <laughs> I have a series of notes here. I'm going to rattle through them. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, so I want to almost do it to the sound of that one song, We Didn't Start the Fire. No Jair, crap play calling. No Jones, Miss DPI. Kenny Clark, whole monkey sucks. Anyways, I wanted to try that. Uh, so basically, no Jones, no Jair. I'm sorry, not enough Jones, no Jair. Crappy play calling. A missed DPI we talked about. Kenny Clark, just I don't know what he's doing on some of these plays. The run D is horrendous. Missed tackles. Slow start again. Love is not the guy. Sloppy play. We come out lazy and flat once again on the road. Missed kick. No effort. Team is soft. We're like a bunch of warm butter. We're so soft. I just... And the, and the Goody draft picks are all starting to kind of like, this is just, I, I'm just, I don't know where to attack how bad we are first, because I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what we did this game. It just, to me, it feels like that Matt LaFleur has no idea what he's what, like. He doesn't see the identity of this offense. He doesn't, Jones would go in for three runs in a row. We'd pull him. We'd throw in Dylan for three runs. Then we'd have Emmanuel Wilson in for three plays in a row. And then we'd start going 12 personnel for whatever reason. And then we'd start just randomly throwing 11. We'd get like multiple first downs. All right, let's stop being successful. Let's go back to 12. Let's Happen start doing time, good stuff. Like, I don't, I don't understand the defensive, like the defense. I, I, I will say this. I don't understand the people on the, um, on the social media. I quickly looked at it. Even my own brother, my own brother, your own brother. You break this my heart. defense, this defense. It's horrible. And I was like, but this is the only shining light in this whole freaking team right now. 
I mean, <laughs> crazy, man. Nothing, nothing is, is, I mean, I shouldn't say nothing is bad about the defense, but we held them. We, we were in this game. We held them to, to nine points in the first. I mean, we, and that's with the offense punning, 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 punning. Yes. Just field goal, punning, punning. It's crazy. I don't, I don't think that Jordan Love is the guy. And it's, yeah. it really much pains me. You guys know that I was very much on that bandwagon. I don't think that Matt LaFleur is the guy. I'm going to say that right now. If anything, if you had to, <laughs> oh gosh, if I'm on a room with Toby, <laughs> Matt LaFleur, and Joe Barry, and I have a gun with two bullets. <laughs> there it is. Josh I Martin with the super chat. He agrees with you. He says, All you love fans need to realize he ain't it. Well, I got something for you, Josh Martin, and you, Jacob. It's my quarterback. <laughs> Get home with you. And for those of you asking, like Jacob, saying they want more than eight carries from Aaron Jones, I'm not going to. So quit asking. It's a lot of feet of Matt LaFleur. Man, it was, it was so hard to. It was so hard to watch the play calling, and I'm just being honest. And I know there's still people that are, oh, there's nothing wrong with the play calling's execution. Bro, you you hit the nail on the head, Jacob. I know we were talking about in the chat. It's like it, you you struggle to move the ball the entire first half. Ton of 12 personnel, ton of 12 personnel, right? And then you come out in the second half, you spread it out, you go 11, you go 11 bunch with no nasty. Whoa, what a concept, right? And you move the ball right down the freaking field. I about said a bad word. Right down the field, right? And you get some momentum going. And the second you get momentum going, you, you literally got three first downs in a row, right? And then you go, I've got it right here. I want to read this to you guys because it was it was absolutely crazy. Um, I think it was our very, very first one. Let's see. God, I, of course, I won't be able to find it. We got three first downs in a row, and then we break out the trichannery, right? We go to a play-action boot. Halfback screen throwback all the way across the field. We've tried that. I think I've counted six times this season. Don Wicks. We are one for six. Then the very next play or the very next drive, I can't remember. You try to run the end around with Dontavian. It's like everything you were doing was working, and then you went completely opposite from it. And God forbid you stay in eleven personnel where Jaden Reed's on the field. I mean, Jaden Reed making that touchdown catch. Like, come on, guys, that shouldn't have been a touchdown. But Jaden Reed is just one of those. He's he's a playmaker. He is. And the fact that they can't get him out in space and scheme him open just blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. Mike, uh, first of all, Josh, thank you for the super chat, buddy. Um, and we agree. We're just being sarcastic. Yeah, it's it's looking it's looking more and more grim. Um, Mike Hebring with the super chat. Thank you, buddy. He said, okay, so I was wrong. 145 is not 150. Talking about the rushing yards, I assume. But uh, it's amazing, man, how many people were coming at me on Twitter about the defense. And I'm going, guys, you realize you're getting shut out by the 31st defense in the entire league, and you're blaming Joe Barry for giving up nine points? <laughs> what? Are you high? What What are we talking about here? Like, it's crazy. Um, let me hit this one here, Tim, then I want to get your initial thoughts, buddy. We got uh, Godsmack AR69 in the house says, I'm so tired of Rodgers and his unwillingness to play with him, Matt LaFleur's Oh wait, First of all, get LaFart a dictionary so he can dump the generic nonsense and light a fire under his butt. Yeah, um, it's we we had a, a kind of a conversation about it. I was in I was in about six different chats today, some of which were not even Packer fans, and everyone it was pretty unanimous. Going, seems like Aaron was doing the best he could with what they what they had. Now, what's crazy to think about, and we're real critical on Jordan Love right now, and rightfully so. He had a bad game. You have a chance to win the game at the end. Shouldn't have had the touchdown pass to Jaden Reed, but at the end, 
you you throw behind Christian Watson, you get him hurt. The accuracy is just keeps rearing its head. I had somebody tweeting at me, right, saying, well, his completion percentage is 62% today. It's like, are you <laughs> watching the ball game, man? Like, seriously. So he throws behind Christian Watson, gets him hurt the very next play or maybe two plays later, throws up into double coverage. And I know the safety made a good play, but still underthrown to Samori Torre. Um, I don't understand. Samori Torre's got inside release, right? Why in the world you're throwing it up as a jump ball when someone's on the inside of the defender makes no sense to me whatsoever. Down the seam, laid across the middle. I got to agree with Josh, man. He don't. He. I don't. I don't think he's the guy. Uh, I mean, we're getting to that point. But again, God smack. Thank you so much for the super chat, buddy. Uh, very well said there. Um, Twelve ain't here to blame anymore. But what's that, Jacob? One thing. It was one quote that got me. I don't remember where I saw it. Like you, I was watching multiple different streams and you know, uh, multiple different social medias. I mean, like thirteen different chats. Um, <laughs> Somebody said Matt LaFleur is consistently inconsistent. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's like, yeah, that's it. Exactly. He's consistently inconsistent with his play calls, with his like scheme. The fact that we we apparently as a Green Bay Packers franchise underneath Matt LaFleur, we're incapable of traveling. If we even head west in any direction slightly over the Mississippi, we fall apart. We don't even know how to feed ourselves. We don't know how to dress ourselves. I can't even believe that they made it to the to the freaking field. It seems mm-hmm. like we're just inept. I, I don't understand. And people say, like, it's not coaching. To me, I'm sorry. That's a stupid argument. Are we supposed to just not have to coach NFL players? You're, you're saying that, like, a, that once they get out of college, they're a final finished product. That's, <laughs> not how, that's not how it works. That's not how anybody works. Like, when I hear people being like, so you tell me I need to coach. I need to coach up my, uh, my professional players. Yeah, you're a coach. They're the player. It's literally in the freaking title. Like, it's the whole point of progression from a guy that's a one-year, you know, rookie to a two or three. That's why they become veterans because they've learned the game because you've taught it to them. I'll tell you the uh, game for me though was when Jerry Judy's cocky. So uh, the uh, little Dion get the, the little pee pee touch. Huh? <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that. I don't know about you, Tim. It couldn't happen to a better person. But uh, Tim, initial thoughts, <laughs> takeaways, man. You've been sitting over like, how did I get stuck talking right, this game with these two knuckleheads? <laughs> I'm over here trying to think of something positive to say. <laughs> um, I I didn't get blackout hammered drunk watching this game. There, there's that's not positive. <laughs> there, there's there's a positive note, I guess. Um, I don't know, guys. Uh, just it it certainly shakes your confidence in your team, especially someone like me who was pretty high on a lot of these guys. Um, and the blame can go across the board pretty evenly. Um, is it scheme? Is it execution? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's both of those things. Um, I don't think, you know, LaFleur's doing Jordan Love any favors with some of these play calls. And I don't think Jordan Love's doing himself any of these favors on looking past checkdowns and swings. You know, he, he hit a couple today. And if you noticed, every time he threw it, it was like eight yards, 10 yards, it, it, positive momentum. And then every that, time he didn't throw it, it was disaster. Did so, you see A.J. Dillon on that? That long bomb to the freaking yeah wide open wide open 10 20 yards easy get us i usually don't like to comment on this stuff i like to go back and watch it because there might be something i missed but at the first glance it was like what are you why did you throw wide wide open the thing that makes it the thing that makes it frustrating i think for most people is just knowing that you know he's not a rookie you know you're four man you've been drafted and developed for three and a half years right um, 
you know, you're we're looking to see progression throughout the season, and we've seen regression in a lot of lot of senses when it comes to him. Um, I, on the other hand, am not ready to throw in a towel. Um, you can call me a optimist to a fault, but um, you know, the goal was that we need to know by the end of this year is he the guy or not, and I think it would be a disservice to ourselves in week six to say or uh, week seven here to say that, um, you know, he's not the guy unequivocally. He doesn't look like the guy right now. I'll tell you that. I agree. Um, but I'm not willing to just, you know, start going nuclear here and putting Clifford in and calling up Magoo and all of this nonsense. So I, I think we have to just kind of take a Call deep breath. <laughs> yeah. We need to kind of take a deep breath here. Um, because, you know, Clayton, you alluded to this the other day, as if just magically snapping your fingers and throwing some other kid in there at quarterback is going to just fix okay. everything. So, um, you know, I think we got to lay off our defense a little bit. Um, got to stick up for my defense today. Um, I don't think they played phenomenal, but um, again, you know, didn't give up a lot of points. Uh, if we had help throughout the game from our offense, we'd have been in a lot better shape. Yeah. Do I, Jake? Uh, I was Tim. What what the heck were we arguing about? In the let me see if I can pull it up. Remember we First were going to. We don't argue, Jacob. We no, we, have, we have debates. We passionately. <laughs> we talk passionately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember what it was. Um, it was the uh, the ejection targeted hit from the safety onto uh, gosh, who was it? What was the Musgrave? Receiver? Musgrave. Oh yeah, Musgrave. Okay. Yeah. Kareem Jackson, right? Kareem Jackson, I think it was. I believe so. So the guy apparently has a knack for being, uh, or a history, specifically this year, of kind of laying some dirty hits. Immediately when I saw him throw the hit, I sent a text out and I said, I don't agree with the penalty. And like two seconds later, Tim was like, get this guy out of here. (laughs) That's what I love about the chats. There's just enough delay that we all get exposed with our real opinions. Rather than going, I don't want to disagree with him. It's like they all hit at the same time. And they could could not be more different most of the time. But I, after I actually looked at it, I still. So I'm one of those guys where I like the '90s football, or I should say, pre 2000s football, where guys like Ed Reed and John Lynch were glorified for making those hits, where you could do a crack block, where you could do a blindside block, because that's what is football to me. You know what I mean? So, right. in the same breath, I hear the same type of people saying, "This need, need uh, this league is getting too soft." We need to like, why are we putting so much you know buffer on these guys? And in the same time, we see stuff like that where to me, I don't know what the guy could have done different. He didn't hit him in the head. He says well, targeting. He could have he could have played he he waited. He should have made him make a like, oh you, you got the ball, buddy. Okay, now I can hit you. Like to me, I don't know. I don't know how you make that designation. watch the replay and tell me if you think that guy saw what he was hitting. Yeah. That's my point though. That's my point. You have to keep your head up and yeah, see what you're hitting. And yeah. he didn't do that. And it's the defenseless receiver is the issue. It's not a helmet to helmet or leading with the helmet. It's he's not looking at what he's hitting. Do you and know he's hitting that? high on a defenseless receiver? That was the rule change, I believe, this year. Was it this year or last year that they? Well, so that's what I was going to ask. So now they have a now you can't hit high, but you also can't hit low if you're blocking, right? So it's like they're just they just keep taking stuff away. <laughs> as far as like, so you can't be reactionary. It's basically right. like telling us you can't be reactionary because there's no way that a guy at that level going that fast is going to be like oh my gosh he's coming at me i need to go i need to hit six inches lower than i'm hitting you know what i'm saying like he's just he's he's reacting he's making the play my opinion go ahead jake i'm sorry 
No, sorry. My opinion is just that let the guys play. It didn't look like he tried to hurt the guy. I, I That was my opinion. So I would have not. I definitely wouldn't have ejected him. Give him the unsportsmanlike for sure. Put one of the two. I don't think that he didn't do anything else. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think he should have been ejected. But I just. I, I like to lead with my head when I was playing. I used to do the blind side block a lot. <laughs> well, this all makes sense now. Now, um, <laughs> now for me, man, it's. Uh, I'm kind of in the middle. You know, like I said before, when they started putting all these helmet to helmet rules in place and defenseless receiver and everything, I was the guy going. They're ruining the game. That was me. And like I said, I started doing my own research and and stuff. Much like Aaron Rodgers, I did my own research and uh, went yeah, do out your own and, research, Clayton. <laughs> and uh, so, <laughs> seen concussion and started really understanding what was going on, what happened with Junior Seau, what happened with uh, I can never pronounce his name, but it was another offensive lineman for the Steelers that played in the late '80s, early '90s that drove yeah. head on into traffic to kill himself because yeah. he was facing the same type of thing. So. I came now. I'm I'm kind of on the other side of the extreme, right? And I would probably side with Tim in this this particular one, because when I look at that play, I still have a little bit of sympathy for the for the defender because it's like, okay, you can't hit them low, you can't hit them high. Where do you hit them? Okay, you got to hit them perfectly in the chest where you can't leave with your helmet, so you got to hit with your shoulder. So you're like, you know, there's no way that I could play defense. I know that because you're still going to have those penalties happen regardless. With that being said. I think he was trying to put the helmet, the crown of the helmet, right on his ear hole and hurt him. That's what I think. And, again, there was a time in my life, Jacob, where I was like, that's football, baby. Look at that hit, right? Yeah, it was yeah. part of the game. Yeah. It used to it used to be part of the game, and they've been yeah. trying to get this yes. out of the game. Remember the know? ESPN, like, 10 years ago? You got jacked yeah. up. Right, right. That, right. Was, the, that was the whole segment, bro. Like, and so that's what I grew up on. Like, and so I don't, I don't understand. Again, uh, I think, who was it here? Nah, Mike. Oh, of course it's Mike. Yeah. Mike's always got my back. I love you, Mike. Uh, but it's, it. I don't know, man. I, I just feel like if you're out there, there's a reason when you take a high risk job, like it's a reason why I don't go work on freaking high rise uh, water towers. You know what I mean? They pay like 200 bucks an hour because there's a risk you might fall and die to your death. There's a reason I don't run around chasing down four, four, two sixty linebackers because I'll probably die. So, like, if you're going to get paid $20 million to play a game, pay, play 17 games a year, you might get hurt. I'm sorry. Like, that's that's the risk you take. I just – I don't I, – yeah, I understand. I understand what you're saying. I understand both arguments. Like I said, I tend to lean now towards protect the players as much as you can. Um, that's just me personally. But I'm getting old now and soft as butter, as Mike says here. Um, but United Bates, thank you for the super chat. He says, morale is the most important thing to achieve as a leader. I'm just not seeing that fire – Across the board, you know, we were talking about, I think it was you and I, Tim, right before Jacob hopped on, watching LaFleur in that first half on the sideline, he looked like a little kid that got his Game Boy taken away. Like he was just, oh, he was just, why is this happening? And it's like, bro, you're in the heat of battle, right? You're, You're in the moment. You're the guy that everyone else looks to, to be calm and have the answer. And you're stomping around like a freaking six year old, right? And, and yes, there were mistakes being made. Absolutely. There were also mistakes being made by you, which I've never seen Matt only at the presser when he's in front of everybody else, you know, but on the sideline, I've never got the vibe like, ah, oh, he knows he screwed up there. It's always somebody else. It's something else. It's why is this happening? Um, I, I don't know, man. I'm growing. 
I'm growing tired of Lafleur real quick, and I and I used to be one of his biggest fans. It's just at the I, same time, I'm trying to be fair to Matt Lafleur because he's put in a crappy spot. You know, you pull a four-time MVP, Hall of Fame quarterback, and say no. We don't want him. Matt didn't say that. Matt wanted him, just like Russ Ball did. We've talked about it. They take him and trade him, right? And then you get even younger on this roster, and then you throw him out there. By the way Matt's acting, it feels like Matt's coaching for his job this year. And to me, that isn't fair. It isn't. Because this team, it's just not its not ready to compete. Right. We had our questions. We had our doubts coming out. There were some that were saying, this is a great roster. And I'm going, if they were a great roster, how did they miss the playoffs with a Hall of Fame quarterback last year? And, and, and you know, uh, just I don't understand that logic. I don't. But uh, United Bates, I completely agree about the morale, man. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, let's see. Here we got Mike Hebring. This one Jacob was talking about. He said, I'm with Jacob. Uh, the NFL is soft as butter. Um Again, I, I tend to lean toward the player safety side, but uh, man, there was a time where you, you guys sound just like me. <laughs> I was saying the same thing, right? And and it's like I said, I have I have a little bit of uh, sympathy for the defender because what are they what are they supposed to do? Now you're not allowed to sack the quarterback below the knee, and it's like you can't launch yourself at his head, right? You can't fall on him. You can't hit him with your chest and land on him. Yeah. You can't dive at his knee. Now they're talking about doing that whole hip drop tackle and banning it. It's like, man, so I understand. I get it. It's not, it's not. It was the meme of the, uh, it was last year I saw it. It was after one of the, uh, gosh, I think it was maybe one of the Pat Mahomes games or whatever. And it's like how to sack a quarterback in the NFL. And it showed like two guys running and one of them was holding the pillow. And the other guy's like taking his feet down and they slowly, gently let him down onto a pillow. And they're like, sack. You know, if they really cared so much, then then just blow the damn play dead. That's how I feel. Yeah, the guy's about to get blown up. I mean, if your ball carrier gets stood up on a on a run, you you blow the whistle. I mean, just blow it dead, and and then see see how everyone magically just stops. You know, I understand what you guys are saying. You're full grown man, six foot five, two hundred forty five pounds, running full speed. How do you just stop or? How do you not play the ball? You can hit a guy high playing the ball, you know, hands up. So, you know, these officials need to do a better job of using their scrutiny in these situations. So I, I agree with the sentiment that the game is getting soft and that, you know, defenders have their hands tied, uh, which is why, you know, a lot of these younger players are being trained to be smarter and use your feet and to be be in those positions to make plays because, yeah, you can't recover and just pop a guy anymore. You know, the days of Palomalu coming across the middle and, and skull crushing Greg Jennings in the end zone with no penalty, those days are over. They're over. I mean, whether we like it or not, they're over. And you're never going to make a dangerous game safe, but I think you can make it less dangerous, if that makes any sense. I think no, you can it does. Yeah. Try, and get, try and get some of this stuff out of the game um, and hopefully make it a little less dangerous. But yeah, these guys are playing a dangerous game, man. You're not going to make it safe. Nobody's going to be safe playing full contact football. That's a fact. That's a, that's not I. <laughs> that's undisputable right there for sure. Right. We got a uh, coach Lafleur at the podium. Let's see if we can get a little bit of this sound real quick, guys. I'm going to do my best. Hopefully you can hear it. Okay. Here we go. Ah. Hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. 
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Is that part of the scheme? Is that what he's supposed to do? And that was predetermined? Give it just a second. Let him finish. He's telling a story. No, some are. I mean, I think the one you're talking about to Rome, the third down, when, was that when we – that was in the second half, I believe, when we uh, get to field goal on the first possession of the second half. You're confusing me there, Spoon. Um I think I'm losing my mind. Um, I do too, which I probably am. But Jesus. I think that um, on that play it was it was actually a screen, okay? And we did have Aaron Jones open on that. They did a good job on the front side, but we did we you know we gave him an option and said yes, no. If he feels like he's got the match up there, he can take it. And we haven't we've had some success with that play. It was the same play that we ran at the end of the New Orleans game, and uh, him and Rome connected on it. So. You know, I don't fault him um, for for that decision. And it's just one of those things that, you know, anytime things don't work out in this league, everything gets magnified, right? That's just the way it is. Every play is going to get dissected and pin, just nitpicked apart. And that's, that's the world we live in. And you better be thick-skinned and you better be tough-minded and just take it. And that, uh, all you can do is try to learn from every situation and there's things that I know I can do as a coach to be better for him um, in those moments. And, you know, so I've got to be better. Matt, what happened on the one in the first half where Christian and Jaden were right on top of each other on the third down? And when do these growing pains for a young offense become just inexcusable mistakes? Uh, they're always inexcusable. Uh, you know, that's why we practice and we put a lot of work into the practice. And, uh, you know, you can't have mistakes especially you're talking third down two minute two minute and a half two minute in the game when you do you get beat and that that's tough and um you know we we put a lot on christian's plate we move him all over the place we have him play multiple positions because we know he's capable of, of handling that and you know no no per, no player's going to be perfect in a game and they're going to there's mistakes happen that's it's just you, you got to try to avoid them at all costs, especially in those critical situations. Um, it was really the same play in the second half that we ran. We hit uh, Reed on, on that out route. Um, so it was unfortunate, and that's part of it. And, you know. All right. So, what you caught there, I don't know if you guys caught it or not, if I understood correctly. He's saying Christian Watson was the reason that there was two receivers in the same area. And then they ran that route later, and Jaden Reed ran it correctly. So, um, Again, enough blame to go around, right? Uh, ROK Beast with the super chat. Thank you, buddy. He said, I was all for love, but over the last few games uh, and MLF. I guess he's talking about Matt LaFleur. I don't know. Over the last few games and MLF. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're we're trying to be patient, but the accuracy is the issue, you know, ROK. And uh, the big thing that everybody goes back to and Ryan talks about it all the time is immediately people's arguments were are well, Josh Allen was inaccurate too, and look at him now. He's he's got the highest completion percentage in the in the in the league. Yeah. And he did that in the course of about two years. He fixed the accuracy. Jordan Love has been working with Tom Clements and a pro staff for four years now, and his accuracy isn't fixed, right? 
So I think there's something to definitely worry about there. But thank you, ROK. We appreciate the super chat, man. What's that, Jacob? One other thing is, too, is that, like, what we've seen, what was the red flags for Jordan Love, he gets pressured, he throws up bombs. He gets nervous, he just starts chucking prayers. He doesn't trust his, you know, this and that. And that's what we're watching right now. We're seeing that happen. It's like, I, I, you guys know that, like, again, I've been on the love train since he got in. I thought that he was very serviceable as a quarterback. What I'm seeing is I, I don't see any progression. I think somebody just commented here, which uh, it just, it makes a lot of the sense. Michael Howard, he goes, I've had my fill with this team for the year. I don't see any progress. They can't stay healthy. They have zero identity, poorly coached, and they just look absolutely lost out there on the football field. I'll add to that again, the inability to travel on the road. That to me is a coach thing. It's somewhere in there. I don't, the guys, you know, I don't know. Man. It's, I, I'm trying to stay positive. We had a good, we looked good. I, things were good. Had another good third quarter, didn't we? A good third quarter, yeah. <laughs> Josh Martin, thank you for the super chat, buddy. He said, who's ready for hard knocks next year? I'll tell you this. Oh, boy. Hey, play that play that fart sample again. <laughs> that, play that burp, or is that the burp? Play the. There you go. That's, that's how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Tim, 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 said, we gonna, Tim said we ain't gonna let you slide, Joe. Oh, we're gonna give him. Some <laughs> Let's stick a bunch of cameras in front of these young kids. That'll that'll have a positive impact on our season. Lions work for the Lions. Tim. No. Tim. No. Man. I, I, I don't think hard knocks is going to be attributed to, to any success that Detroit might have since they still haven't had any yet, technically. So Tim, you, you're, you're anti hard knocks. Am I understanding correctly? I'm anti extra and yes. extra distractions to a young football team for the entertainment of the general public. Um, I'm a passionate Packer fan. I always have been. Um, I fan with my heart first. I'm trying to get better at fanning with my brain a little bit more. <laughs> Uh, as I get older, um, but I, I could care less about <laughs> some guy streaming ratings for for a, a streaming hey. service. I don't care. Uh, I care about my team getting better and winning games, and I, I don't see how that's going to be a positive at all. And honestly, I think the Packers would fight it tooth and nail as an organization. You know, I, they're not yeah. we're not exactly known for uh, welcoming the cameras in. A lot here. That's so, actually, that's true. Yeah. Why would they do that? They don't even let us they, watch. They can, they can force them to. The rule yeah, the is, yeah. if you miss the playoffs two years in a row, then the league can force any team that misses the playoffs two years in a row. They can force them to do hard knocks. Are you serious? I swear. Yeah. That's yeah. why. That's why the Jets. The Jets got forced to do it. The Jets it gives, you, gives it. you an insight as to what's truly important in the in the executive branch of the National Football League, guys. When you when when you oh. see a ra- when you see arrangements like that, you know that I don't know. I'm be real for a minute. If if Hard Knocks is in Green Bay, I'm watching every damn minute, multiple oh, times. Gonna <laughs> it's gonna be like when I, 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 I lied to all my friends. It's like when I lied to my friends and I said I didn't watch the Jersey Shore. I watched it. <laughs> watched it alone. I didn't watch Still Magnolias with Mandy. Five <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Josh. We appreciate the, the super chat, buddy. Godsmack AR69 says, for me, the question shouldn't be, is Jordan Love the guy? The question should be, is Matt LaFleur the guy? Good Lord, I miss Mike Holmgren. Yeah. Um, you know what's crazy? Like, when you kind of climb back into history, and, and we are coming on history here, guys, just so you know, a statistic that was read off during the broadcast, this is the first time the Packers have been 2-4 and four since 2006, okay? That was Mike McCarthy's 
first year, first or second year with the Packers. Now we've seen what happened the following year, right? But it took Mike a year or two to kind of get his guys in place. A little bit different scenario here with LaFleur having had success and now staff seems to be on the decline, right? And again, I don't think Goody did him he did him any favors for sure. But uh yeah, what I was gonna say though is you know, people forget Mike Holmgren got ran out of Green Bay too. Like, think about that. You know, there if you go all the way back to Curly, let's do a quick history segment here. Curly Lambeau wanted to own the Packers. If anybody ever deserved the right to own the Packers, it was Curly Lambeau. And I'm glad that he didn't it didn't happen. But he was trying to have people on the board be in favor and get local businessmen to go in and actually buy the Packers from from the city, right? And uh, essentially become the owner, the majority owner of the Green Bay Packers. They told him no, and they ran him out, and he went and coached in Chicago, right? Vince Lombardi, you know, Vince Lombardi left. People forget that. Vince Lombardi left. Um, he became general manager one year of the Packers after stepping down as head coach, and then he goes on to Washington because they gave him part ownership, something that, Obviously, it would never happen in Green Bay. And then you fast forward to Mike Holmgren. Mike Holmgren wanted to be the general manager when Ron Wolf was going to step down, right? And they said, no, you're not going to be the general manager. So he left and went to Seattle. And the next year, they made Mike Sherman head coach general manager. Right? <laughs> and like Seattle made Holmgren the head coach and general manager. Yep. And we all know how how that turned out. Mm-hmm. So that didn't, didn't work out so hot for Seattle. Yeah, they made it to what a uh, – Trying to think, they didn't make it to a, they made it to a Super Bowl, didn't they? Pretty sure they not, made it to a Super Bowl. not while he was the head coach. No, no, that but that was Pete Carroll when they were in the Super Bowl, wasn't it? Sure, yeah. I'm trying to think. I thought I thought Matt Hasselbeck might have played in the Super Bowl. He definitely made the playoffs. Um, hmm. I'd like to see Holmgren's record. I may have to look that up and see what Holmgren's record was with Seattle. But uh, nonetheless, that happened. Mike McCarthy wins the Super Bowl. Has what two down years, right? One of which Aaron was hurt, and you fire him. And now Matt LaFleur, you know, um, it's just wild to kind of go back in history and look at how things have unfolded. But, uh, you know, two years ago, it's Matt LaFleur's the darling, right? And we were talking about his win percentage last night. You know, we were just talking about it, what we, Tim? We are yep. talking about how, you know, he's he's right there in the top ten in win I percentage. Think that might be the problem, though, because we're seeing a lot of these play calls from two years ago and three years ago. Absolutely. And, I think uh, you're right. You know, you talk about McCarthy uh, getting the boot. You know, a lot of that was there were a lot of murmurings about his offense getting stale and mm-hmm. there was uh, issues, you know, with the offense and the play calling. We had Aaron was even going rogue um, the last couple of games in that last season. So I don't know. Is that what's happening now? Because the offense looks kind of stale to me. It looks like sluggish, stale. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a defined objective, an approach as to what we're doing. Um, See, we QB got Let's go to QB1. Yeah, we got QB1 here. Let's see what he has to say. Of his pre-snap stuff, um, you know, a couple of false starts. Um, I think we just got to have more urgency to start the game. Um, and we got to find a way to just put up points. We just got to find a way to be better, honestly. The third down in the red zone in the third quarter, um, what goes into the decision to go for the fade instead of throwing to the screen side? What do you, what do you see that makes you make that throw? Yeah, no, I think – you know, we had a one-on-one shot with Romeo. Um, we've had some success throwing some fades. Um, and, you know, that's kind of where I went. You know, uh, the past couple screens we ran, it, it didn't really, you know, the, the D-line kind of played out of it. Um, you know, I, I saw a one-on-one shot to Rome, and I was going to take that. You said during the offseason you knew going into 
this year, not every day is going to be perfect. There's going to be some unlucky downs. This is obviously a down three-game losing streak. Where's the frustration level for you right now? Yeah, I mean, we, we all know it's, it's it's ups and downs, but I think everyone's very frustrated. Um, you know, we, we, we got to find a way to win, got to find a way to win these games. We've been put in this position multiple times um, where it comes down to the offense, you know, have to go win the game, and we have not capitalized on that. Um, so we, we got to find a way that, you know, just that margin for error, um, and we're not capitalizing on these end-of-game situations. And, um, you know, I think, going for, I think the situation is going to keep coming keep being there until we find a way to, you know, capitalize and go win. What do you think you haven't been able to capitalize when you, there has been a few of these situations? What do you think has been missing <clears throat> to, to change the outcome? Just, I think, critical errors in these situations. Um, you know, it's on everybody. And I think not starting the game fast, not putting up points quickly is, you know, it, it comes back to bite us in the end. You know, we, we try and do everything we can to, to fight and claw, and I think everyone does that. You know, there's – the the effort is always there um you know everybody's fighting everybody's training but like i said you know not putting on points in the first half first half it's it's come back to bite us so all right that was qb1 there and he was talking about that same play that uh that matt lafleur and everybody was talking about you know with the screen and um he chose to go to the fade side to uh, romeo dobbs as opposed to the screen I, I don't even remember that play to be honest with you everything was just one one big Fogged up mess. I didn't say a bad word. I said fog there. Okay. Carly Ray, we're going to go to you next. Um, but first, I do want to hit on this super chat real quick from Mike Hebring. Um, he said, Coaching is more than scheme, much more. Absolutely, it is. Yep. Absolutely. But when you're not getting coached up and the scheme is flawed, mm, you know, that's a make one that's quick a, point. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you, Mike, for the super chat, boy. Appreciate it. Carly, by the way, I don't owe you money. I don't think that you beat me, did you? <laughs> I sure did beat you. I oh, sure come did. Come on now. Stop it. I just checked my messages and I was like, oh man. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, what's on your mind? Oh, I'm sorry, Jake. You have something else, buddy? It's real, real quick. And then obviously we'll go to Carly. It's just, we just talked about how they're like, oh, it's so hard that we get things, we don't have a, a chance to get things going. We talked about this last week. Could maybe scripting the plays for the first 15 to 20 plays as the most West Coast offenses have done in the, you know, history of the West Coast offense. Maybe we script ideas, Jacob. Calm down. Just saying, man. All right, Carly, let's go. <laughs> Carly Ray, what you got? She's muted. You muted her. I didn't mute her. I didn't mute anybody. Muted. It shows that she's muted. Yeah, it won't let me unmute her. Carly, if you can hear us, unmute. Unmute <laughs> yourself. She's like, I don't want to talk to y'all. Yeah. Made me mad. All right, let's go to the super chat real quick while she figures that out. Godsmack AR69 said. Uh, Mike Holmgren went to a Super Bowl with Seattle against Pittsburgh. The refs screwed Seattle. Um, Holmgren was the man. LaFraud rolled the the <laughs> Rogers gravy train. Um, I was thinking you're right, they, Clayton. That was that was Hasselback. I was thinking they went to a Super Bowl. They never did, you know, obviously get over the hump. But um, they had. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure his winning percentage was decent there, but nothing like the success he had in Green Bay. Obviously, let's try Carly Ray one more time. Carly, can you hear us? I can. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we got you. What's going on? So I was one thing I was thinking about that is still sort of encouraging is I remember when I was really first getting into watching football, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he obviously Hall of Famer played 
amazing, but there were games that we lost in really frustrating ways. There were games that we lost by just one score. There were games when we wanted Rodgers to come and clutch at the end, and sometimes he made it and sometimes he didn't. And so just remembering that we didn't win every game, you know, with a blowout when, when he was on the roster, you know, makes me feel a little bit better about Love's chances. Gotcha. Gotcha. What do you think, Jake? Yeah, but it's just to me that when I look at the first, I tried to convince myself that we're okay. Everything's okay. It's like that meme where you're sitting next to the burning house. Everything's <laughs> fine. Everything's fine. This is fine. <laughs> this is fine. Uh, I looked at um, um, because everybody likes likes to show that stat. I believe it was like Favre, Rogers, and Love were both like two and three or something like that going into the career. But specifically, if you look at Rogers, I think he had like three three hundred yard passing games in those losing efforts, and a bunch of other like kind of really like clear signals that this guy's got something. You know, with Love, I think that honestly. I'm getting more and more unimpressed with him as he goes on, which I, I think that he really is underutilizing his running ability. I think that he needs to maybe use that a little bit more. It's weird. It seems that like it's either feast or famine. He's either sh- throwing a five yard check down or he's just chucking it down the, down the field, 60 yards. They showed a stat that he had like the, the longest or the highest, I think average pass completion rate. And also like the average longest throw kind of thing you know what i mean so it's like i i he's chucking the ball down the field he's just not accurate so he's like, not throwing said, in rhythm either we haven't really rhythm yeah, at all yeah. exactly that's too. the big thing tim you're you're spot on there man everything is late dude it's just it's late it's it's in some cases it, it feels like he's going from read one to three back to two and it's like and and again i'm not in the meeting room i don't you know they may be saying they may be playing half 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 right where they're going okay if half the field shows this coverage this is your first read. If this half shows this coverage, then this is your first read. We don't know. We're not in there, but it just looks off, man. It looks way off. And uh, the only time that the offense seems to have any rhythm is when they're in 11 personnel and you got a little bit of separation there between the splits and the wide receivers. But uh, yep. Carly Ray, uh, what, what else you got? What else stood out to you? I'm not sure if you had time to chart the game or what, but what do you think was the big thing? If someone said, hey, I didn't get a chance to watch the game, what was the uh, the deciding factor? What? How would you define this game, I guess, is the best way to ask you. <laughs> I'm going to be real honest. I was cooking dinner for three kids and trying <laughs> to feed them. They do all this while watching the game. So, uh, oh, that's depressing just, right there. You're, you're trying to be super mom and watching the team just get boat raced. That's got to be tough. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, I was super excited when they, you know, went up right near, there in the fourth quarter. And it was, what, 17, 16? Or so, you know, when they just up by one and I was so excited. I was like screaming and stuff. And my daughter comes running. She's like, mom, mom, what's going on? And I was like, they're winning. They're winning. And she's like, but you know, they're going to lose, right? And I was like, who are you? Who are you? You're not my daughter. You can sleep in the, in the shed now. Like, nah. <laughs> little sling blade. Dig you a hole up. <laughs> I dug me a hole up to lay down in back there. I made some mustard biscuits. <laughs> out of control yeah, we got so, child services calling this program next man okay. we got to <laughs> you uh you got anything else for us carly um just overall big scheme stuff i was thinking i really do think matt lafleur i don't obviously i'm not a head coach but listen to what people say and seeing the lack of energy and how everyone was so hyped in the in the preseason and 
and it seemed like the team as a whole was working together and seeing that be like be lost over the course of the season or beginning to be, I do think that's a coaching thing. And if some people say, you know, it, we need to be asking, you know, not if love is the man, but if Matt's the, the man, but if you look at the NFL as a whole, when you have people that have hopes of dynasty coaches, players come and they go, they rotate through them all the time. And I just don't see them letting a head coach go before letting a quarterback go because there are always more of them. Gotcha. All good points, you know, um, especially in the coming draft, right? Quarterback heavy draft coming up. Yeah, right. Definitely. Definitely. The biggest issue I have and, and Carly, thank you so much for calling. We really appreciate it. Um, all great points as always. The biggest thing for me is, are these condensed sets? Like, I look at some of the, the situations they're put in where everything is just so tight, right? And the reason it took off, the reason it was so successful um, in the past was because teams weren't used to outside zone run. You know, the, 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 the league is very cyclical. And when that came back around, that was the way you hit the explosive play in the run game, right? The goal is to hit explosives through the pass and the run. And that was the way to do it. Well, now the league has kind of caught on to that. So what you would do is you would run condensed sets and you would crack in with the nasty split on an end running outside, right? So that's how you would get the hat count outside. And, of course, you could use your cutbacks. And when, when defenses would try to get cute, you could you could kind of manipulate what they were over-pursuing on. But with that being said, the league has caught on to it, right? Caught on to it big time. And uh, now you're using these condensed sets to pass out of. And I'm telling you, man, if I'm a defensive coordinator and you said, all right, Clayton, you, you can choose one or the other that you would rather face. Would you rather face a passing game out of a condensed set with nasty splits, or would you rather face Baylor splits? I'm going nasty all day long. Like, are you kidding me? I don't want to have to cover every single inch of the field if I don't have to. And that's kind of the position we've got ourselves into. You're not seeing much wide zone anymore, right? So we're still showing the condensed set. So it's like you're playing to, you're playing to the least effective aspect of – those close splits, which is trying to pass out of the close splits, if that makes sense. So, um, all right, let's go to this super chat real quick. Carly, you got anything else? I'm sorry. I see you're still in here. That might be it. All right, she's probably back to being super mom, so we'll let <laughs> her go. Um, we got Drew with the super chat, said, the D is the problem. Denver is a terrible team, and we can't stop anybody between the 20s. Between the 20s? What is the – did they give points out for between the 20s? But I missed that. Uh, they gave up four scores on nine drives and take up all the resources. Valentine one-on-one -on -one with Sutton. Great idea. All right, so I'll take this one first. Um, if the D's the problem, how come we were only losing nine to nothing at halftime? Like, in what world is it a failure that you give up nine points in one half of football? And on top of that, you stopped them in the red zone three times, three times. You, you, you literally stopped them from getting in the end zone, right? On top of that, the fact that your defense or your offense literally gave the ball back to the opposing team over and over and over. Like the defense was on the field. I'd love to see the time of possession for the first half. I bet it's crazy. But, yeah, I, I respectfully disagree, Drew. I don't see how you can blame the defense. Now, missed tackles, absolutely. I think there was uh, six missed tackles I counted halfway through the second quarter. We already had six missed tackles. Um, that was a big issue. And, uh, yeah, as far as – as far as uh, let's talk about Valentine one-on-one -on -one with Sutton. 
You know why he was one on one with Sutton? Anybody want to answer that? Because you got your, your no jaws there, bro. Yeah. You got your man to man coverage. You guys want so bad. Everybody been screaming. This is so stupid that they play this quarters zone match coverage. So we go man press and get lit up for a first down. And again, awesome. why, why do you not go man press? Because it's more vulnerable to explosives. Why are explosives important? Anytime you hit a play 20 yards or more, an explosive play, it increases the offense's chance of scoring points on that drive by three times the amount. It triples well, your chance. Unless you're, the, unless you're the Packers offense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, we've had some explosive plays that turned into nothing burgers all year. So if if we want man coverage, right, then how do you keep Valentine from playing one-on-one with Sutton? You're saying put Rasul Douglas on Sutton? So now you're going man coverage, Rasul is going to follow Sutton the entire game because you can't play zone and not have Sutton or not have Valentine on Sutton because you don't dictate where they line up at. Right. And the reason being is because if he lines up on the boundary and now Rasul has got to play the right boundary. Right. Then that means Valentine has got to play the opposite side of the field, which, by the way, is probably not his dominant eye. A lot of people don't understand the dominant eye effect of a cornerback playing the boundary. Okay, what if he lines up in the slot? So now you want Rasul in the slot. Right. And now he's going to be playing curl to flat coverage, depending on the zone match principles. Right. So he's not actually covering Sutton. He's just appearing to cover Sutton. That's not how defense works. They didn't come into this game and go, all right, look, guys, here's the game plan. Valentine, you're going to cover Sutton all game long. It doesn't work like that. It don't. Now, if you're playing man coverage the entire game, absolutely. You can do that. You can say, Sewell, you're covering Sutton the entire game. We're going to stay in man coverage the entire game. And then on top of that, when you're in man coverage, all of these bit, you know, somebody tagged me and was like, what about this run defense, Clayton? Like, yeah. This is man coverage, my friend. When a corner and a safety or a linebacker has to focus on either playing press man on the boundary or catch man inside, and they have to turn their back, flip their hips, you think they're more vulnerable to the run or less vulnerable? That's that's one of the negative aspects of man coverage. The positive is you can match a corner, a specific corner up on a wide receiver, right, or a specific safety up on a tight end or a linebacker on a tight end, however you want to look at it. Right. That's the positive of it. The negative is explosive play opportunities to other receivers. And you're more vulnerable in the run game. So there's no perfect fix to it. Now, as far as Valentine getting beat by Sutton, why was Valentine on the field with Sutton? Jair Alexander wasn't healthy, right? Exactly. What What's the other option? I'm, yep. gen, I'm genuinely asking. So it's, it's not Eric Stokes jr. Yeah. So there you go. And that's the thing too. Like, I think they said at one point we were missing, I get it wrote down here, four starters on the defense. And that was before why it went out, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Can I pose a question quick? Yeah, absolutely. But while we're throwing shade and all this kind of stuff, who is to blame or is there some sort of accountability? We just basically came off a two week bye. Right, mm-hmm. we had a ridiculous amount of time. We played a Thursday night game, went into a bye, came in playing a late game on Sunday. How did more people? I shouldn't say more, but how are there? Something's going on there. Something's going on in the training room. These guys are not ready to play. How does Jair all of a sudden just tweak a back, 
how do guys go in to an, a game with an injury designation like Elton Jenkins all of a sudden was questionably like not going to play. Like we had a bunch of these. Who are training these guys? Are again, we're talking about being butter soft. What are we doing? I, I heard Matt Lafleur in an off season. Uh, I'm sorry, in one of the interviews during the bye week, where he talked about how Tucker Craft was there, and he had to tell Tucker Craft to go home. But Tucker Craft didn't see Matt Lafleur there until the end of the week. Tucker Craft was there for the first half of the bye week. Matt Lafleur apparently left for three, four, five days because he deserved a few days off, I guess, after this performance or the performance that he's put on the field. I just I don't understand the hubris right now of this team. Like you talked about, oh, we're good on paper. We're not good on the field. Put in the effort. I'm I'm just getting really annoyed with the excuses. The injuries are tough, man. They the are. Because, it, you know, and it listen, it happens all across the league, Jacob. It's just when you when you follow a specific team more than the others, it seems more magnified. But I'll tell you this, man. I follow the Patriots pretty close, and they're dealing with injuries too. It's rare that they just randomly pop up like this. It's crazy. Like it's just again, and you know, I I get frustrated with with Jair Alexander because he, you know, on a week where he's injured and can't play, he's in there running his mouth saying that the offense needs to do better, and and you know, put me on offense. He made that comment, and it's like, <laughs> how about how about you just get your ass on the field, bro? Let's start with that. Why don't we do that? And that's what I was saying about a culture issue, man. You got A.J. Dillon after the game, the loss of the Raiders, put a social media post up where it was him and his attire coming into the game, right, and a picture of him scoring the touchdown. He put, I'm all in. It's like, bro, your team just lost. Your team just lost the game. And you put a social media post up about you and that you're all in. And it's like, what, what, you know, I don't understand it, man. There was another social media post. It was Devondre Campbell. That's right. Devondre Campbell did another social media post where he said, uh, they've been trying to tell me for years and, and, uh, and they don't, uh, something about I'm not listening. And I'm like, who was that meant for? Like, what are we, what are we? And it was pictures of him walking in his pregame attire. And it's like, it's just an ugly look, man. I'm not telling people how to, you know, how to act or, you know, be yourself. I got you. Do, you know, do you as, as the, as the youngins say, but seems like there's a culture issue, Tim. Um, I don't know, man. What do you think? I think it's a young team, and uh, I think it's tough to wrangle in a lot of that extra, extracurricular crap that can surround a locker room. Um, like I said, I'm a fan of distraction-free preparation, uh, hyper focus, and uh, I don't, I don't see that. I don't think we've seen a team walk out of that tunnel ready to play in well over a month. Um, and a lot of the times we have seen it, the Detroit game is a great example. There was a lot of piss and vinegar and fire coming out early. We get a big play. We get a pick from Rudy Ford, get first and goal inside the five, and we crap the bed and suck the energy out, and we continue to crap the bed. Um, you know, And we've been crapping the bed since. So, um, you know, yeah, maybe it is a culture issue. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's, or, you know, like what is the priority right now in this locker room? Because yeah. I'll tell you, the priority should be to get better and just stick with something reasonable. You're not going to fix this. You know, Clayton, you made a great comment. Jordan Love was trying to get it all on one play there at the end. Yeah. Um, you, you, you're you not going to fix this season in one game. You're not going to do it in one week of practice. You yeah. got to you have to do this steadily. And we want to see improvement. Start with a real tangible goal. Can we get less crappy than we have been? And uh, I just don't know where the focus is there. I see a lot of good guys on that on that team and in that locker room, 
Um, but I just don't quite see them fully clicked and ready with a common goal to go out there and accomplish something. And that's why we're not accomplishing anything. And we're losing games to teams we should be beating. You know, and yeah. we we look ahead, you know, going with the rest of the schedule there. Let's be honest. There's no reason for any of us to believe we're going to beat any of these teams because we haven't we haven't seen anything to to lead us to believe that in recent memory. You know, we have to go back to week one or week three uh, to see some competitive football from the Packers. So, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I Like I said, you know, when it's the most difficult to be positive or to look for the positive, that's when it's more the most important for you to do that. So we have, we've got to look within um, finger pointing is great, but we need accountability and we need people that are willing to step up in this, this locker room and say enough of this, you know, I'm tired of losing. I talked about this early on that a team's identity can become loser because you just get so used to like not winning because that's what happens. And then you start to see guys start caring a little bit more about what's on Instagram and, you know, what I'm wearing uh, on my way to the bus. And or how about you know, this Farmville? Yeah. 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 I got to, I got to plant some more corn on my, my Twitch channel, video game stream nonsense. You know, that's what happens when you're not focused and you're not winning. You start to get this identity of just, you know, failure. And, and that's not how we roll in green Bay. And, you know, I don't know if maybe Lafleur's not the guy because he's not the guy that's able to to be that iron fist when we need it. You know, Tim, we, either, I, we either get aw shucks Matt Lafleur like Jacob said, or we get the petulant child. Someone took away my toy, Matt Lafleur, <laughs> and it's like, why don't we get you know a little bit of? I'd like to see a little Belichick in that guy, honestly. A little can less tolerance for BS. Can I interject one comment that completely iterates what you just said there, uh, Tim? Dale Aaron says, understand the head coach determines the team's conditioning, the practice schedule, the players that start, hitting in practice, training fundamentals, and calling the plays. The problem is right in front of our face. There you go. That's what. That's, that's my opinion. I, I don't know. Maybe you guys disagree with that. But that's where I'm starting to lean towards. I'm with that. Because how, does, how do we talk about execution if you're not prepared to execute? If you're, you're in a bad situation, you're ill-prepared, you don't have a focus, there's no common goal. You don't have a set uh, defined goal or parameters. Of course, you're going to fail. Of course. And and what do we know about leadership, guys? You, you hear this all the time. It starts at the top. Well, you know, it, when it comes to football on the field on Sunday, you don't get any higher than Matt LaFleur. So, yeah, we do need to start looking there. You know, and I think we're seeing it finally. Finally, that that spotlight's coming off Joe Barry a little. And it's slowly going over to our head coach. Um, but again, finding fault and pointing fingers, figuring out what the problem is, it'll, it's only helpful if you do something with it and learn from it and correct it. And we haven't seen that. So I'm I'm waiting. It's going to be a long year, guys. we got a lot of waiting to do before we see some progress. So yeah. divisional game coming up. Let's see what happens. Speaking of waiting, Emilio's been waiting patiently. Emilio, let me get these super chats caught up real quick, buddy, and I'm going to go to you next, I promise. AJJ in the super chat says, <laughs> AJJ says, to the people saying Goody slash LaFleur on the hot seat, Murphy's retiring in uh, April of 2025, so unlikely to fire either until a new press takes over. Yeah, we talked about that the other day, AJJ, on the AJJJJ, on the uh, <laughs> on the pod and I completely agree. I don't think there's going to be a change. That's why I was saying, like, 
if LaFleur gets fired this year, I'll be very, very surprised because, like I said, man, the GM is kind of – it's almost like they all sat down and agreed, but you watch LaFleur on the sideline and it's like he didn't get the memo, you know what I mean? Uh, which is a good thing. You don't want any coach to go out there to lose, but just put in a bad spot. There's no doubt. But thank you for the super chat, man. Let's go to Badger Trio. Thank you for the super chat, Badger. He said, the Saints make the field go. We're one and five. We are worse than two and four. It's a very, very valid point, uh, Badger Trio. It is, man. Like we said, we could have been could have been four and one, right? But we could also be, you know, like you said, now one and five. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, CL, thank you for the super chat. He said, isn't the GM accountable? The roster is weak and the quarterback selection is all on him. Do we really trust this GM to pick another first-round quarterback? I'll tell you this, CL. Um, the one thing that is getting kind of overlooked, make no mistake about it, the reason Aaron Rodgers isn't the quarterback in Green Bay is because Goody made that pick. Now, everybody goes, well, he should have the right to make a quarterback pick. I completely agree. I agree with the pick at the time. Like, hey, the best time to draft quarterbacks when you don't need one. But how he went about it, was mind-boggling. Aaron Rodgers was live on the McAfee show, okay? And they were asking him, what do you think you're going to take it? Yeah, we, well, we got a couple a couple wide receivers in mind, this and that, because he had been talking to Goody and they had had, you know, some conversation or whatever. He said he was caught completely off guard when they drafted Jordan Love. They didn't even reach out to him. Now, some were, some were probably getting mad right now, but well, they shouldn't have to reach out to him. Okay, I got you. But understand that everyone else across the league they let their starting quarterback know when they're going to draft a quarterback. That happens, okay? Whether you agree with it or not, that happens. So that was a shot across the bow from Goody. Now, as Packer fans, we were all like, man, what a brilliant move. That lit a fire under Rodgers. Got two MVPs. You're right, it did. It also got him the heck out of town. And now Goody's left holding this bag with this quarterback. This was his plan for the future. There's no two ways about it. I understand that's going to make people angry. I got you, right? But you got to call a spade a spade. This is his pick. This is the guy he's seen as the future. This is the guy that it was worth the risk to tick off Rodgers. This was the guy that obviously Matt LaFleur didn't want to go to last year because when Aaron Rodgers came back, you guys heard him almost crying at the presser. Matt LaFleur said, I want him back in every way. And he, his voice kind of trembled, right? Because I think he was seeing the accuracy issues. It's the only thing I can come up with. Now, you heard me in the offseason say, they, they must feel really good about this quarterback, they being Goody and Mark Murphy, right? Um, Matt LaFleur never sold me on the fact that he was all in on it. You guys heard him at the owner's meeting. He caught hell for it, Jacob. You remember that the comment he made, we need to curb the enthusiasm. We need to really tone down the expectations, right? And, of course, that made Colin Coward go out on his show. And, and by the way, boys. Oh, don't say it. I'm going to say it. Don't say it. Colin Cowherd is right at this point. Good change. Oh, no. Good change, right? Just like his commercial said, no matter how many times I'm right, you're still going to disagree with me. So <laughs> what a what a oh my! I about said a bad word. All right, let's go one more here, and I'm going back uh, to uh, Emilio. I want to hear him. I know he's he's probably sauced up from B Dubs. I got to hear what this guy's got to say. But Drew D with the super chat says something positive. This offense looks so much better with Aaron Jones when he's on the field. You're exactly right, Drew. Aaron Jones is a he's he's a beast, man. He's just everything that's right about being a pro football player, taking the pay cut. Granted, he's still one of the highest paid running backs, but just I love that guy, man. One of my favorite players all time. So you're right. That is a positive, man. But thank you guys all for the super chat. All right, Emilio, let's hear it, man. Um, keep the language PG-13 here. Yeah. I don't know how many daddy sodas you had down at B-dubs, but we were joking about the waiter I know in the chat. Um, <laughs> uh, what's your thoughts on the game, buddy? 
Well, I went from mixed to just straight, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> straight out the bottle. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was. Uh, it, I, I really think Matt Lafleur is just the way he wants the team to be led is not the way this team needs to be led. Um, I, I think the the way he's trying to have a player led team it would be cool if we had a C on a chest, but no one wants to step up and be that. Um, I think that he does get stuck into some of his play calls. He, I think he needs to focus on one thing. I think he's way too scattershot with, with his, with his thinking and it's catching up to him mid game. Like you were saying, we finally get a good drive throws in a reverse. Okay. What was that? I mean, we came out of a break and threw a reverse pass. That was cool, but I'm pretty sure that was like the longest downfield pass that we actually completed. And it was a left, left-handed pass from Wicks. So, um, I mean, <clears throat> Raheem Mozart seemed like our best back. Aaron Jones had some spark plays, but again, he got probably less playing time than Eric Stokes did as a gunner. Raheem Mostert? Or, or I mean, I mean Wilson. There's that daddy soda. There it is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, you know, it's uh, it's frustrating. Um, there was a Bears fan sitting across from me. He goes, "Hey, man, yeah, we should hate, we shouldn't like each other right now." I go, "I can't believe you guys beat the Raiders." He goes, "I know, right? We always lose to the Packers, and then we go out and beat the team the Packers lost to." What and a I, bad quarterback! I'd have broke a bottle over his head, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> that escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I'll tell you what, dude. Uh, yeah. So you what you said Tay Wicks threw that pass, and what what hand did you say he threw it with? Pretty sure it was lefty. Hey, you got any left-handed footballs? Hey, uh, <laughs> that one up. We've been waiting all night to use that hey. one. Drew, Drew <laughs> says Wicks has the <laughs> Wicks has the highest passer rating in the game. Oh my he god, does. that's yeah, that's like oh, saying boy. you're the. Well, I can't say that anymore. Anyway, oh, all right, let's oh, go. There you go. <laughs> let's go back to the super chat. We got Mike Hebring said the love pick was more about Rodgers' performance at the time, not to replace him. 12 even acknowledged it since then. Love is by the guy that's clear. What, what do you think he's trying to say there? He Love is by the guy. Not the guy. Is not the guy. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you know, he took a swing. He missed, right? But uh, it's a big miss. I'm just saying. <laughs> big swing and a miss. But thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate the super chat, buddy. Uh, let's see, Josh Martin, Super Chat. Goot was talking about scouting quarterbacks at the Combine that year. I'm not buying Rodgers didn't know about drafting a quarterback. He does lie a lot. Mm, okay, there we go. Let's get the uh, – should I break out the conspiracy music real quick? Let's see here. How about this one? Let's do this one. I'll stay all the way through that. Jake, <laughs> yeah, he's already already bobbing and weaving over there. Um, so you're saying that uh, Rodgers did know about them drafting the quarterback, right? Don't you kind of feel like Goody would have came out when they asked him about because they they hammered him with questions about it? Don't you think Goody would have said, "No, Rogers knew," you know? I mean, I guess I, I would have assumed that. Can I? I think we talked about this. Is it time to pose this question, Clayton? Oh, here we go. Let's go. Let's get it. Should we get the big red dog, Sean Clifford? <laughs> oh, we're going to look, look at Tim. Look at Tim's face. <laughs> I'm just saying, I know, I know it's going to make, I'm, I'm on a mission to make Tim angry tonight. Yeah. I'm going to get him. Like, I'm the Packers didn't do that already. Hey, I talked to Tim before we went live, Jacob. You were way ahead of schedule, bro. You're good. You're good I'm just saying, I'm on a mission to get Tim to punch a hole in the wall like Andy from The Office and then go, that was an overreaction. <laughs> <laughs> Off the camp. Yeah, 
so somebody here in the chat, Jacob, I've seen you pointed that out. I, I can't find it now going back. Whoever it was that gifted the memberships, thank you so much. Um, God, I want to I want to give them a shout out because it don't pop up in the chat. It just pops up um, in here. Did you get the name, Jacob? By chance? I in the text. Oh, you can text me. All right, cool. I got so many devices going. Hey, let me ask you this, uh, Emilio. Um, I think we know Tim's take on this, although we will get a colorful response here in just one second. But, um, Emilio, is it time to go to the Big Red Dog yet, man? No, I, I think uh, you can take him out to go to the bathroom, but he needs to come back and sit down for a little bit. <laughs> what we need to do, I think, is get Big Red Goo out on the stand and have him answer a couple questions and just see where we're at with the team after a bye and a loss to a 1-5 and five team. And that's, mm. I think, where we need to be right now. Um because uh, Matt's not answering the questions. Uh, I thought the defense played all right. Um, you know, they, they kept us in the first half, or else I probably would have been out the door at that point. If it was 21 nothing, it would have been – we would have been beat like the Lions today. So, um, yeah. yeah. That was ugly. What? That's tough. Yeah. Um, all right, Tim. Oh, first of all, Josh Martin, thank you so much for the super chat, buddy. Um, again, uh, you know – I respect your opinion. It could have been the case. I'm not saying it's not possible. Um, I I personally believe that he didn't know he was going to draft the quarterback and kind of feel like, hey, man, you got somebody who's played here that long. You should at least go, hey, look, we got a really high grade on this love kid. We want you. We want him to learn from the best, and that's you. This is your team until you want to retire. Um, I think that that would have went over a little bit better. Now, I do respect the fact that Rodgers took Jordan Love under his wing and treated him way better than Brett treated him, which we've all found out that Rodgers came in and kind of burnt that bridge right off the bat too. But that's a story for another day. All right, Mike Hebring with the Super Chat says, Clifford is also not that guy. So staying on that topic, Tim, let's hear it, man. Why should we not go to Sean Clifford, Tim? Well, let these people well, know, man. <laughs> we just had a conversation about Jay Love um, not throwing the check down um, or it's just a check down, and then he's just heaving the ball down the field. Um, we say the th same thing about Sean Clifford. What did we like about Sean Clifford in training camp? Oh, he's like Brett Favre, man. He's not afraid to throw those hospital balls, man. He's not afraid to sling that ball into triple coverage, you know? And it's like, so that's the answer. Let's go to that guy when we're talking about QB1 right now, having similar struggles. That's why I just don't, I don't see that being the move now. Um, talk to me in another month if we still look like a dumpster fire, but I think it's a little early to to go there. Um, I think it starts at the top. I'd like to see uh, some better called uh, games. I'd like to see um, teams better prepared to play football on Sunday, period. Whether it's a road or a home game. We got curb stomped at home last time we were at Lambeau. So I road, home, whatever. These guys need to be ready to play. Um, but as far as Clifford, man, you know, I granted that was entertaining. Um, you see flashes and all of that, but to to just willy-nilly think that throwing them in there is the the answer is just i don't know i disagree with that right I'm not saying i don't want to see the kid play i right. just don't think that that's gonna that's the answer right now you know is, is yeah there a think, week, is there a wait, week that, that you acknowledge like what is is there like a say we go four and eight like what or i should say what week do you say if we're not performing that you're like all right let's see what the kids got i i would say looking at our schedule you know, my, my out of like playoff contention, mathematically kind of thing. And then it's I like, think that I think that's a good barometer. But I also think if you unequivocally know Jordan's not the guy, 
Like right. I had alluded to earlier, I know a lot of a lot of us out here are already of that belief that oh, he's not the dude. I'm leaning that way. I'm a little less confident in him than I was, yeah. uh, but I'm not ready to unequivocally say he's not the dude. Now I think when the organization is, and yeah, if we're not looking at even a wild card spot or anything like that, then yeah, maybe, and maybe that's a clear indicator what's going to happen. Like Clayton had said that we're probably going to draft another quarterback, and uh, you know it'll be a competitive camp. Uh, in 2024, um, but I still think it's too early to start, start throwing the backup out there. Um, yeah. Just personally, yeah. my personal feeling, I feel like um, we should give Jordan a chance to, to try to pull it together and uh, play his way out of this these struggles. And uh, But you do that as a team, man. You do that with your coaches and your teammates. And if there's a culture issue, man, I I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you, you could put Tommy Brady back there, man, and I don't know how <laughs> <laughs> better this offense is going to be honestly so yeah. i'll say this um yeah. you know i i think that you've got to get as much here jordan loves under contract for the next two years yeah you can get out of it after this year but i think what you've done is you've set the floor for your quarterback room right at, at a bare minimum so i would like to see jordan love play this entire year and see if he can turn around see what he can grow on see what um, how his accuracy ends up, see if it improves and give you a little bit better idea going into the offseason on whether or not you need to draft a quarterback or not. Um, I think everybody unanimously right now, based off of what we have seen, would say, yeah, we probably probably need to try to upgrade the quarterback room, right? Now, if that's the case and you go out and you draft a quarterback, whether it's early in the first or one falls to the second, you climb up in the second and take one like a Jalen Hurts, someone of that magnitude. Not that anyone expected Jalen Hurts to be as good as he was, but it's just kind of a, a good – comparison there then you bring him in you have him compete and you maybe have him set for a full year then step in as the starter the next year or you know what you reevaluate at the end of that year and you might take another swing at quarterback guys look at the 49ers the 49ers went out and traded a second round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo he ended up not being the guy while he was there they draft Trey Lance they sold the farm to draft Trey Lance he wasn't the guy and that led them to Brock Purdy who is the guy right so there's you a perfect example of you've got to take multiple swings. You've always got to be looking for your quarterback. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel like the Packers did that with Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people forget this. Aaron Rodgers, first-year starter, they went out and drafted Brian Brom in the second round out of Louisville. A lot of mm -hmm. people forget that, right, because you're always looking to upgrade the most important position in the game of football for sure. But, uh, Mike Hebring, thank you so much for the super chat. I want to say this real quick. Um, Jacob, thank you for sending that, buddy. Uh, so that was Nick McSwain that gifted five Packers Total Access memberships. So appreciate that, Nick. Uh, you are awesome, buddy. That means a lot. And uh, now those five will go in on the next giveaway because we've already got the list compiled, which we're going to spin the wheel here in just one second. I do want to point out in the text thread here, though, Emilio, you you text at 749, my shave hit. <laughs> and then the next text said, must shave. <laughs> M-U-S-H-R-A-V-E. Yeah. So don't you dare try to convince me you wasn't in the daddy sodas, bro. Uh -huh. All right. I was trying to get you, I was trying to get you on topic to the Musgrave hit because that's what you guys were arguing about. <laughs> and I was to get it to you fast, and I was fingers weren't working. Hey. <laughs> A shave hit, bro. My oh. name. <laughs> um, Cheesehead Murph in the chat said, Hey, Clay, got an ETA on that jersey? Ask him for a friend, smiling emoji. It's on its way. I will check tomorrow, Cheesehead. I don't know what's going on. I know Jacob, when he sent his memorabilia out, it got lost. Um, it took a little while. 
Uh, I know that AJJ already confirmed that he got his jersey from the last one, so uh, I'll check on that tomorrow for you, buddy. I promise you'll you'll get it. We'll get it there to you as soon as we can. Um, again, I work for the Postal Service, bro. What's that? Did you ever confirm that the guy did get mine? Because it took like a yeah, he did. He, he did. Actually, the day that you went and checked and you said, yeah, everything, you know, they're supposed to be delivered. He messaged me the very next day and said, hey, just got it, man. Sorry to rush you guys. So nice. um, that could happen to Murph. But again, I'm not going to risk it. I got the receipt where we shipped it. We'll go. Uh, we'll go see where it's at for sure. But why don't we do this? Um, Why don't we go ahead and give that that next jersey away? That cool with you guys? <laughs> All right, let's go. Here we go. Let's see. Let me remove this. What are you laughing about, Jacob? Mike Henry. He goes, Purdy's also not the guy. <laughs> Love's not the guy. Clifford's not the guy. Purdy's not the guy. Purdy's not the guy? Did I just hear that? Oh, man, I don't know about this, Tim. What do you think? Do you think, do you think Brock Purdy's the guy? Tim, you're muted, man. You're over there in the daddy's so I, I think I think if we're talking about San Francisco, it's the opposite of what I said about our team. I think anyone could go and play and run that offense That's and find some very, success. Very good point, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, God smack, we're going to come back to you in a second, but we're going to go ahead and spin this wheel real quick. Um, all right, so, again, what we're going to do is we're going to spin it three times. Jacob, stop laughing. What's wrong with you, dude? Uh, here we go. All right, we're going to spin it three times. Okay, there's 51 entrants. Uh, entries right now. I went through and all the updated YouTube members. That's what I came up with. I can only go off what I've got uh, on the YouTube site. I double checked on desktop and on my phone. So, you know, like I said, United Bates gifted memberships to a half of Brown County. So that has dwindled down now, the ones who didn't re-up. So got a pretty good chance to win if your name is on this list. We're going to spin it three times, okay? And I'm going to do this for this reason. If for some reason someone wins it that had a membership gifted to them, and they don't reach out and claim it, and then the second winner will get the prize, okay? If they don't reach out, then the third one will get the prize, and we're going to give them enough time to claim it. Now, here's the other thing. There's people on this list that have already won jerseys, okay, like Cheesehead Murph. Uh, I think – I can't remember if United Bates won one, whoever it was. might have been John Baker. Nonetheless, if you win a second time, understand, you're still a YouTube member, right? So I don't want to remove people's names just because you already won. That ain't fair. But we're going to spin it three times in case you do want to be a blessing and give it to someone else like the second place winner. We'll give you the option and no one's going to judge you if you don't. OK, but here we go. Let's spin the wheel. No, so the first one. winner for the autograph, autograph Paul Horning jersey is. Ryan Jagger. 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 Is that Jagger? OK. Probably Jagger. All right. There you go. All right. So let's click. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's the second winner. Give me that drum roll, boys. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, it's almost Nick McSwain. We got Chris in. All right, Chris in. And here's the third one, drum roll. Big money, no whammy. Big money, no whammy. <laughs> Stop. Oh, no. oh man, too bad though, Goose. You ain't getting it, bro. But <laughs> unless you're one of these fake names here, either Ryan Jagger, Chris N. Um, sorry, Goose, you're so close, but uh, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. You know what I'm saying? So, um, the bell of the ball. <laughs> you be the bell of the ball. So, Ryan Jagger, if you're in the chat, um, shoot me an email whenever you see this, whenever you hear this. If anyone knows Ryan. Reach out to him, send a homing pigeon, and tell him he won an autographed Paul Horning jersey. 
and uh, we'll wait for him to email us. We'll give enough time if he doesn't claim the prize. Um, and, you know, I, I'm going to give at least a week or two because I don't want to cheat somebody out of something like that. Um, Chris N would be the second place winner and then Goose would be the third place winner. OK, so, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get that out. Um, let's see what else. we Look at United Bates doing it again. He's making it so tough. I swear. Look at him. Get Damn. the two more Packers Total Access memberships. My hands are, yeah, I've been writing down names like crazy. I'm sure there's an easier way to do it, but my dumb redneck self can't figure it out. But uh, it is what it is. So, all right, congratulations to uh, Ryan Jagger for winning that jersey. We'll get that out. And, again, Murph, I'll check on that for you tomorrow, buddy. All right, go back to the super chat here. We got Godsmack AR69 says, Josh Meyer sucks. When he got <laughs> injured, my dad was screaming for him not to return. <laughs> Pops, boy. Papa Godsmack over there getting real. Um, no. And when he returned, my dad screamed in his Marine voice, no. Um, I'll hey, tell you we, this. I can't wait to see. We got to run back the film on that one, boy. Cause hey, tell, tell him why you're saying that, Tim. I swear. I the, This is live. This is my reaction. All right. They replayed it one time. There was nothing but grass around him. And he, he hopped and fell down and started holding his knee. It looked like a. It looked like on my knee. <laughs> it looked like European football type antics. Oh no, we did. Oh, we're gonna give him some. <laughs> 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 but hey, I mean, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm just saying it's what it looked like to me. It didn't look like it was definitely a non-contact injury. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I, so when maybe I see he it just first... stepped funny. I don't know. Yeah, when I seen the way he reacted, I went, oh, that might be an ACL, because typically that's what you get, the non-contact, right? But when he came back in, I'm going, what the heck did he do? Like, that's so rare that that happens. Emilio, you you probably got a little bit better understanding. Uh, what what do you think happened to Myers there that he had to miss a little bit of time then come back in? And I, I'm going to be real. I don't want anybody to get injured, okay? You guys know I don't think Josh Myers is a very good center. I'm just being honest. Not that I can do any better. Just – from what I've watched, what I've seen, I don't think he's a great center. That's just me personally. Mike Wall said he thinks he's average, right? Um, but kind of felt like the offense got a little bit better when he mm. went out of the game. I could be wrong, but, Milia, what, what do you think the injury was, man? Play doctor here for a second with your it sombrero. Looked, it, <laughs> it looked like he had stubbed his big toe. You know, we've had that happen before. <laughs> I'm not sure, but honestly, it kind of looked like <laughs> one of those things where you, you stepped on it wrong and it just, like, it's a stinger. But the yeah. fact had two or three non-contacts today. That's what bugged me. Savage went down with one. Myers went down with one. What bugged me with Myers was when he ended up at left tackle blocking as on a play, on a pass protection. I was like, dude, how did you get inside out and outside of Rasheed Walker over there? How did that even happen? <laughs> how did you end up over there? We didn't call a pull guard to the left to block the to block the edge rusher, okay? That's not one of Matt LaFleur's pass protection. I guarantee you. <laughs> I know this, man. When he – uh when I seen Zach Tom warming up at center, this was my reaction. Here I come. I got I got kind of excited, and, mm -hmm. and it seemed like things stabilized. But if I remember correctly, and everything's a blur, kind of felt like that was around the time that we started going to eleven personnel too. So it might have been more of that than Myers being out of the lineup. I don't know. What just look up in his PFF grade? Be darn near perfect, right? That's exactly how who that went. Happened. Who went over to right tackle? Yash. Yash did. Was it Yash? Yeah, I thought I saw Yash. Okay. And uh, AR69, thank you so much for the super chat, buddy. We appreciate you. And also United Bates, thank you for gifting those memberships, dude. You're such a blessing, man, always. We uh, we appreciate you being a part of the PTA posse for sure. Mike Hebring with the super chat said, so Watson healed up just long enough to get hurt again. It's not his fault. It's his destiny. Um, 
I mean, we can't you can't deny the fact that that his has been kind of the you know the mo, if you will. I hate it for him, man, because that dude, God, he's and the throw too. Like that's the thing. That, that There's so many times that we heard people criticize Rodgers. Hey, throw it in the dirt. There was a lot of those dirt balls from twelve that were protecting his receivers, right? Yep. And this this is kind of on the opposite spectrum here where he throws behind Watson. Watson had to plant his foot kind of weird. I think the defender landed on his ankle. If It's kind of what it looked like to me. But uh, his knee. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. So we'll keep our eye on that, guys. I'm just being real. It's looking like we're going to have a uh, top five pick. I yeah. mean, it's, it's very, very likely. Um, and that's okay, man. Listen. We, Jacob dropped his you Listen, you're going from a freaking four-time – I've had people message me and they're going, thank you for being positive, Clayton. Thank you for being mature. Me mature. You've lost your damn mind. <laughs> they're like, man. And, and it's like one person asked me, how can you be so positive? Like every time I tune in the post game show or whatever, you're in a good mood. You're not, you know, guys, we, you got to kind of see this coming. You, you know, like you're going from one of the best to ever do it. And I heard people last year, and if someone doesn't ask my opinion, I try to stay quiet. I'm not the person to climb into people's tweets and be like, oh, I disagree. I, I hate people that do that. I really do. If you ask me, I'll give you my honest opinion. But when there were people going, so this team's just going to magically get worse at every position because Aaron Rodgers isn't the quarterback, the offensive line's going to get worse because he's not setting the protection. Mm-hmm. Christian Watson got worse, right, because he doesn't have Aaron throwing him the deep ball. How many times did we see the deep ball, right? Bullshit. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, of course, players are going to play. You know, you've heard it all along, Jacob. We've heard people say it over and over and over throughout the course of history when it comes to the NFL. You know, great quarterbacks make players around them better, right? That was that was the thing about Michael Jordan, too, in basketball. He made players around him. He made his teammates better. The great players make their teammates better. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that, you know, it takes a fall off from that from, you know, losing a quarterback like that. Now, listen, how many years is he going to play? Two or three? So the fact that you got draft compensation for him and you knew the end was coming near anyway, and I think that – I think we would all agree, even with Rodgers on this team, they're probably not a Super Bowl contender. Will we all agree on that or am I off base there? Tim, what do you think about that question? Let me ask you that. I, I think if Aaron Rodgers was on this team, he still would have tore his, his Achilles. And he still we still have Jordan Love playing quarterback right now. So, so we got know. draft compensation instead, right? Maybe. Yeah. It is what it is, yeah. It's a good. That's a good way of looking at it. Not for Aaron's sake, but I understand what you're saying. You guys know what I mean. All right, United Bates with the super chat says, "At Godsmack AR69, tell your dad I said simplify. Look at that a little Love super it. chat in, the, in the, the name of the Marines, man. I tell you, I got some. I got several buddies who are. Uh, I'm trying to think of the proper way to say it because I always get corrected. It's not ex Marines. It's not former Marines. I can't remember what it is. Inactive there's, Marines, maybe that's. There's what it no was. such thing as a former Marine. That's what it like, was. They're yeah. idling. They're just idling. They're just coasting. Yep. Yeah. Looks like our team. Uh, Jake Shavink's been in here the whole night, and I don't know if you guys have caught on to it. United Bates, thank you for the super chat, buddy. Um, and, yes, uh, God smack AR69. Tell your dad thank you for his service, man. That's the that's Absolutely. the top of the top right there, dude, putting your uh, putting your life on the line for your country and uh, doing it at the Marine level. That's a whole different ball game there. But Salute Jake to Shavink. the Marine Corps, the oldest branch of our military. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 17. I've actually got a uh, – I've got a shirt, a T-shirt, man. He bought me that's got Ton Tavern on the back of it, um, and that's where the Marines were founded, if I remember correctly. So, uh, in that tavern that night. But uh, Jake Shavink's been on fire tonight. I don't know if you guys have followed the chat, but he's just been randomly putting out quarterback names. 
um, in the chat that are in the draft. And he said, Justin Timberlake's voice, Jacob, you can, you can do this. I know you can say it. It's going to be me. <laughs> Why did you sound like me just now? Do you you sounded like Garth Brooks, man. <laughs> I tried to get that, like, high. I tried to enter, like, I had to try to get the curly blonde. I don't know. It made my voice weird. Hey, Emilio, he sounded, he sounded like Jethro working down at the Wiggles, didn't he, bro? Or <laughs> seven. Do you guys know about a Wiggles? Y'all got Wiggles up north? No. Oh, bro. So it's a farm. It's a farm, right? Am I thinking right, uh, Emilio? It's a farm, yeah, and they started started a, a service station. I believe so. Yeah. So they provide like it's it's kind of it sounds a lot like Quick Trip, like what yeah. you guys have with Quick Trip. But it's, oh, we got. Yeah, it's very country, and it's farm. It was supposed to be farm fresh food there for a while. I think it's morphed into more of kind of a. Anyway, we're talking about gas stations. That's how bad this loss is. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Bucky's, Bucky's is the best gas station I've ever seen. No, dude, listen, I'm gonna tell you something about Bucky's right now. Oh, no. Everybody oh, no. talked about Bucky's like it was the second coming of Jesus Christ himself. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I went to I went to the Bucky's for the first time and I walked in like John Travolta. I went, This is it? Like, okay, it's a big gas station. What uh-huh. and Mandy was like, Oh, you gotta try the barbecue sandwich, Clayton. I'm gonna get you a barbecue sandwich. Don't eat a barbecue sandwich from a gas station, fellas. It was it was horrible. <laughs> Absolutely, it was supposed to be brisket. It was ninety percent gristle, and I'm going. I don't. I don't see the big deal about Bucky's. Sell me on Bucky's, Jacob. Why do you like Bucky's? You, you got to go there at noon. Noon is when they apparently say well, that like everybody hey, else's work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Right. I've actually right, I've been to a Bucky's once. Was on a road trip. I don't quite remember it. I just remember that I was having a great time. Probably wasn't the gas station. It was probably all the things that I was having a great time with. But you know who, who knows. <laughs> Left with a shirt. I know I bought a shirt. Yeah. Took yeah me well, we know who's not sponsoring the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they've been listen. They've been in my email all week long. This is I'm not going to. So quit asking. A horrible barbecue sandwich. Get out of my email, Bucky. <laughs> Let's see what oh, what boy. Boz said here. Boz in the chat said some Bucky's are better than others. Some Bucky's are better than. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Still went over my head, but I think you had uh, something there. I'm just too lazy to dig in. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Goose says, nice and easy is the best gas station. Nice and easy, bro. That's somebody working behind the gas station, I believe. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's um, nice and easy is the best gas station. They have a killer buffalo chicken pizza. They also got a killer in the dumpster out back. <laughs> isn't, that the, the, isn't that the place Jay and Silent Bob used to hang out? One of those you got to take the key around the back to get to the bathroom, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. by then you're like, ah, I don't have to go that fast. Yeah. <laughs> How many oh, people man. eat, man? A farm oh. Rolfs in the chat says, "Watching love makes me feel awkward." Listen, this is a family show. I'm a farm, okay? So don't let's don't be talking about watching love. All right, you know what I'm saying? Let's don't go there. Um, now, nah, if he's talking about the quarterback, yeah, it does feel kind of awkward. Remember when he did the Bambi, you know, split? Earlier in the year when he caught the throwback, it's just like he's just not comfortable. I don't know, man. So it's interesting for sure. Let's see here. Uh Eric Sutherland in the chat said if if love's the guy, I'm the Pope. <laughs> That's imagine Eric Sutherland with the tats. You know what I mean? <laughs> um let's see here. Uh he also uh, a farm. I hope I'm saying that right. A farm Rolfs said best places are in the south and get you some fried chicken too. Man, I grew up on fried chicken. I'm not a big fried chicken fan, um, but uh Mandy was raised by her great aunt, and I'm telling you, we called her Nanny. And uh, this woman, she was just her fried chicken was unbelievable, man. She she made me fall in love with fried chicken, no doubt. 
Um, a real, ch- it's a real chain goose in New York. Of course, it's in New York, right? Of course. Um, what else we got, guys? Uh, well, first of all, Chris Ann in here. I guess I'm leading the charge. He said Clayton keep the heat on Goot and, and Matt Lafleur. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hate it. I really do. Um, <laughs> let's go around the horn here. We're way over. This is fun though, man. We needed this therapy. Um, we got Jake- Jacob over here. Yeah, Jacob, what you got? Dude, you're always jiggling. Well, he literally said when we started, he goes, "Hey, we're just gonna go for a couple hours. We're at an hour thirty. Yeah, I don't want to go downstairs. Mandy's gonna wake up from her nap and go. She's gonna see the score and go, "What happened? I don't want to talk about it. I'm just gonna let her lay down." Um, Jacob, final thoughts, dude. Let's wrap this thing up here. All right, final thoughts. I I need a change. Um, and it's not that I, I right now. It's not that I'm calling for the head of a floor, Goody, Love. But you need to do something drastic right now. You need to, because, like, we've seen this. Go into the locker room. Whatever reason, you guys cannot perform in the first half. You do something in the second half, and then you come out and you're ready to play football. To me, that's a coaching issue. You have to figure out a way to get those guys to do the same thing they do in the second half that they can do in the freaking first half. Mm. You've shown that you can do it. You have the capability. For whatever reason, you're not excited to get to the field. You're not excited to go travel on the road. You're not excited to perform in prime time. And I don't know why. I, I don't understand. I don't know if there's like, remember when, when back in the day when they're talking about like, oh, they don't let music play during the practice. Whatever you got to do, dude, you need to, you know, start blaring some freaking 50 Cent or some Lil Wayne or whatever you got to do, man. Green and yellow, well, green and yellow. Let's go. That already, man. Oh, just get, I don't know what else to do, man. I don't know. Yeah. Carly Ray in the chat was asking Goose, did Matt say why he ran, uh, only ran Jones eight times? And I don't know if Goose. to hear that answer. Oh, we got to get him involved a little more. Aaron Jones, eight carries, 35 yards, and he had three catches for 22 yards, but five targets. So they targeted him total, right? They tried to get the ball to him 13 times. And they, they got it to him 11 times, I believe that. No, let's see, 10 times. I'm sorry. No, hold on a minute. Yeah, 11 times. They got it to him for 11 times for 35 plus 22, so 57 yards. Yeah, not going to get it done. Um, Not going to get it done. So, uh, all right, God Smack Arrow 6-9, United Bates. My dad says, to, de- to devil dog, simplify. Love it, love it. All right, Tim, final thoughts, dude. Listen, rap, put a positive bow on this thing for us, Tim. You've been in a good mood all night. Get it with it, bro. Come on. I'm going to try. First of all, on the practice thing, they already, they're bumping 50 Cent and Tupac and all of that. <laughs> I, I was there the other right. day, and I could hear it from two blocks away. Um, so maybe maybe they need to just not do that. Maybe they should just simulate crowd noise or something at practice. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, final thoughts. One thing. <laughs> Vincent is going to help Packers. <laughs> a pretty big dude, man. He might be able to play, you know, safety or something. I got some advice for y'all. Take two weeks off, then quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you wanted me to keep it positive, Clayton. I don't know if I can. Um, yeah, well, read this comment. This would make it positive for you. Oh. Trade, Aaron, trade Aaron Jones. <laughs> No. Yeah, I I will respectfully say I 150% disagree with you. <laughs> I knew you would. Um, my Go wife ahead. was nice enough to remind me. Uh, we talked about this last night and actually earlier about lack of preparation. It was interesting to me, like Jacob made the point of like, this is how we come out after an extended buy. We basically had like a buy week and a half kind of thing. 
and guys show up not ready to play. It's like I made the comment yesterday about why why did they fly out Saturday afternoon if they had extra time? Why why not come out into Denver a little earlier, maybe Friday, and then get yourself an extra day to get acclimated to playing up there? Uh, granted, wind and stuff wasn't a factor today. It was a beautiful day for football up there, but it's an altitude change. It's a different type of environment to play in, especially, again, a lot of guys who have never played there, never played a football game at Mile High in their career. I bet you most of our roster has never played a game there. Uh, you'd think they would have maybe left the day earlier and got a little more acclimated, but um, they didn't. So I'm with Jacob. I'm trying to be positive, but it's really difficult right now. Something's got to change. One thing we know for sure, drastic moves are not going to be made during the season. So I don't expect a trade before the October 31st deadline. I don't expect any firings, and I do not expect a change at quarterback. So we need to make changes elsewhere, guys. Uh, and all we can do is, uh, you know, pray for the best here and try and stay positive. Uh, looks like uh, Rasul and Quay came to play today on defense. Yeah. So that's a positive. I guess I'll leave you with that. Go, Pat, go. Yeah, and, and I've got to point out that I think I, – I got to watch the tape, but I think Rasul blew the coverage on the touchdown. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. Uh, Rasul did. You know, there was – he was kind of reacting like it was someone else's fault. But I tried to rewind it back on the TV copy real quick during the commercial and just see. And to me, it looked like it was man coverage. But, again, got to go back and watch the all 22. What were you going to say, Emilio? No, I was saying, I was saying, yeah, it looked like man. It looked like the two inside pushed up on streak routes, kind of ran their mans. And as Rasul was trying to get across, he was getting rubbed out and just didn't didn't get it didn't get over the top or tried to go underneath and got four steps behind. But again, I mean, I would still put the C on Rasul's chest. I mean, he's out there every play. It's not like I see Rashawn out. There. I mean, I love Rashawn, but it, who started the game? Was it, I? Wasn't it Danny Barre and somebody? It's not even like Rashawn was out there to start the game. So, right. um. I mean, I thought it was any bar in LVN that started it. So if uh, if Matt LaFleur wants a player-led team, Jay Love, if he's if he wants to be that leader, needs to call one of those gym meetings at, you know, 10 o'clock at night and say, hey, like it, it's got to be on us at some point. You know, they can't hold our hands forever. The coaches aren't out on the field when we're yeah. playing. Um, so it, it needs to be something that they take to heart and say, hey, if we want to be 4-15 and 15 this, this year, that's fine. But um we're gonna go down swinging and you know we don't hear Dobbs, you know we don't hear like Dobbs is back there with the jug machine again I want to hear that I want to hear hey we had three meetings this week after practice we stayed you know this is our job this is what we want to be good at um team needs something uh very well said yep. Goose I've seen your I've seen your comment and I ain't gonna read it out loud I'm just gonna hit you with one of these that's what she said <laughs> All right, uh, United Base, thank you for the super chat. He said, as miserable as we all all are, y'all are the best. Clayton, Jacob, Tim, Emilio, and Carly Ray, that chat. Omer, Goose, Cheesehead, we are in the dumpster fire together. We appreciate that, man, seriously. Um, we always – after a loss, it's tough, man. I don't want to get out here and do a post-game show after a loss, you know. But we're going to have a good time. We're going to talk about what actually happened. We're not going to sugarcoat anything. We're going to have some fun. And we're going to try to find positives as we wrap up so everyone can at least try to get a couple hours of sleep when we lay down this evening. But here's the good news, in my opinion. And I'm going to open the floor for anybody else that's got anything else before we wrap up. But the good news is we're getting we're getting answers to questions, right? We really are in real time. It's happening right now. We're, we're, we're getting the question answered, is Jordan Love the guy? Is Matt LaFleur the guy, right? And, and there's still a whole lot of season left. 
Um, I'm not sitting here saying there's absolutely no chance they can't turn it around. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. It's happened to worse teams, right, in the league. It really has. Um, right now, I want to see a complete evaluation of the roster. What do we have? Who's going to be a part of the future? How do we need to upgrade these Tier 1 and Tier 2 positions of importance and getting ready this coming offseason? That's what this, this whole season was about, man, was evaluation. And we get a, a couple of wins, get excited. We being me, I'm not putting – Words in it. Some of y'all are going, we, you got a mouse in your pocket. Like for me, it was, we get a couple wins. I'm like, okay, we might have a 10 win team here. I've said it over and over. And uh, now we're back into that, you know, six, six range, right? It is what it is. Um, It is what it is. So, but again, we appreciate the kind words United base. Appreciate you supporting the stream, buddy. We're going to be here every step of the way, win, lose, or draw. Uh, there's no doubt about that because uh, we just like talking ball, man, and we're going to learn. There's a lot to be learned in this season. There really is. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of carryover learning that happened from last year if people are willing to swallow their pride and say, I was probably wrong on that. I've had to do it on multiple things, right? I had to do it last year going in. I, I was the guy that said, you know what? I wish I wish that Goody hadn't pissed Devontae Adams off two years ago and we still had him. But I think Alan Lazard's a number one receiver. I think he can be a number one receiver. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was wrong. Let me tell you, fellas, I was wrong. So, uh, dog bone in the chat says, Oh, <laughs> 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 clarity says, MLF needs to cry. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Could have gave us at least 10 bucks for that one. But. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping uh, you know which one to use. I'm oh, trying to find the, the, the right sound bot for that. I'm gonna hit him with this. There you go. <laughs> Dog bone, thank you for the super chat, man. And I appreciate you trying to get me canceled, but um, <laughs> it is <laughs> a couple other people got it here. Um, all right, yeah, let's uh let's go ahead and get off here while we still have a YouTube channel, gang. What do you think? Anything else? Anybody? Um, hopefully we're not sponsored by OnlyFans when this is all said and done. Only, only feet, right, Goose? I'm I'm All right, so let's go around the horn here real quick. Just want to give a special shout-out to everybody. Um, Josh Martin, Mike Hebring, Godsmack AR, United Bates, uh, let's see, ROK Beast, uh, Josh Martin. I may have to read a couple of them twice. Godsmack again, Mike Hebring again, Godsmack again, the Badger Trio, Drew D., Nick McSwain, AJJ, um, let's see here, CL. Got some new people in here. This is awesome, man. Um, don't want to skip over anyone. I think that's all of them. And Dogbone, of course, with the oh, – I'm going to yeah. put it up there one more time. There you go. Fine. Read it Read it to me right there, Jacob, one time. Post not clarity, sis. Matt to ride some other team's podium. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for the super chat. I really appreciate it. Um, you guys are, are helping more than you know. I want to, like I said, say Ryan Ryan Jagger. If for some reason you hear this crazy show, you did win the autograph Paul Horning jersey. All right, so reach out as soon as you can. Shoot me a message um, uh, through email. A YouTube comment will be fine, and we'll just have to confirm that it's you. I've got ways that I can do that so nobody can steal the memorabilia from you. And then if he doesn't reach out, then we'll have Chris in. If they don't reach out, then we'll have Goose. I would rather somebody else get it than Goose because Goose is always trying to get me canceled in here as well. But we've got to stick to the, the list the way it falls. So with that being said, you guys got anything? We good? Everybody good? Go back. Go back. It was so pitiful. Go back. <laughs> I tried.
<laughs> All right, we're out of here. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go back up. The power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Get a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the